Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of our new podcast. Uh, on this episode, uh, Randy Blythe goes bleh. Jack likes technical death metal more than me, and uh, he also hates regular death metal. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm Jack. And this is Under the Knife. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of our podcast or video cast or whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it. We've decided we it was it's been through a lot of changes already. Before mm. even the first episode, Dan came to me and said, I want to do a piece, like a written piece. And then I said, Well, why don't we just do a video? And then he says, Well, we can do a video and then do really nice audio. Well, what we think is nice audio and think, then do podcasts as well. I think I think the reason it was I used to read a lot of uh album reviews while I was at work when I should have been and, uh, Dan does nothing by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so here we are now. We're doing a we're doing a podcast. Um, full disclosure. I said I wasn't going to mention this. But, he uh, says this every single time. Before we start, he says, "Don't mention that. Don't mention that." And we was, get about two seconds in. He's I was like, going to say I wasn't going to mention this. This is the first ever episode, but this is probably about the seventh we've actually recorded because <laughs> we've recorded this fucking episode three times. And due to technical difficulties, um, here we are again. Yeah. Uh, and then we did episodes two and episodes three, and we decided, you know what, we're in fucking full swing. Let's do episode one again. Oh, we'll go back and do episode one. To the other two. So Correct. here we are, episode one. Episode one. Let's get it. If you don't know, and you won't, because why would you? Uh, me and Jack are brothers, and we've been listening to heavy metal music for 15 odd years now. And we used to hang out and drink beers and talk shit about music when dan didn't have two kids and i didn't have a full-time job yeah obviously it's a bit harder these days so we thought that this would make a would be a really good time for us to make a point and uh do that again so here we are we've invited you all along for the ride yes please join us uh, well you've got no choice if you're watching it you won't you're uh, joining us anyway yeah, it's too late now you've committed you can't back out don't you dare quit okay. this video this is what we're talking about okay big we're gonna be doing big first album we're going to be doing album reviews. Uh, we're going to do some other stuff later on as well. Yeah, we'll figure that out as we go. But our our little gimmick was we were going to sit back like we used to. We're going to drink some beers and we're going to talk about music. As we're both drinking gin and tonics. I was going to say, but because we've done about fucking six attempts at this <laughs> episode now, we've run out of beer. So now we're drinking gin and tonic. Correct. it's hot as fuck outside. Yeah, it's, it's awfully like hot in here. Hottest day of the year. I know. So, Jack, first ever episode first ever review it's a big one what is it lamb of god <gasps> self-titled album lamb of god by lamb of god i didn't actually realize it was called lamb of god until last night i've been listening <laughs> to it i've been listening to it for like two weeks well you haven't because it only came out what day is it what day are we actually recording this it's the 25th it only 25th. came out on the 19th all right okay i've Six been days. listening to it for a week sorry fucking date police over here <laughs> Uh, so, Lamb of God. Let's preface this uh, review by saying that we are both big Lamb of God fans, aren't we? Very big Lamb of God fans. Mm -hmm. First, I think, I think I can't quite remember, it was either Subliminal Versus by Slipknot, obviously, for any of you who've been living under the rock for the last 20 years, <laughs> um, or Sacrament was the first metal album I actually heard. Good introductions. I mean, don't, don't, after, after Bullet of My Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's how long we've been fans yeah. um they're probably the I'll, I'll go out and say it, they're probably one of my favorite bands yeah i think uh <clears throat> i think it's hard to 
I've got like an emotional connection with them. Yeah, I feel like... In a different way to a lot of other bands. It's difficult to say something like this about a band these days for some reason, but um, you know how um, bands like Slayer and Metallica will live on forever. I think the only real example of that in modern terms is uh, Lamb of God. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've they've reached like a level above Mm. a lot of the other bands within their genre. Yeah. Um, I don't... Do you know why? I don't. I, in my opinion, it's when everyone was doing metalcore in the 2005, 2006, that sort of yeah. era. They, they were, had no singing. They were a straight up no bullshit band, yeah. weren't they? They were like... Uh, the riffs were heavy as fuck. Yeah, they were heavy. They 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 came up. They basically defined a genre. I would go as far to say they were defined. I don't know about defining a genre. They did. <laughs> <laughs> what so, genre did they define? This one. The one that they're in. What genre is that? <laughs> the talk shit and then like not the the um Lamb anyway, of God. Lamb of God. <laughs> so Okay, Lamb of God by Lamb of God. Here but we, we wanna say right now that we may love Lamb of God and Lamb mm. of God may be one of our favourite bands and we've loved them for so long, but neither of us thought that their last release, Sturm and Drang, was mm-hmm. was that it wasn't bad. It wasn't that good. Was it, it just was. It was definitely their worst album. To use a common phrase, a, a modern phrase, even uh, it was weak sauce. Weak sauce. Yeah, I would say. How cool am I? Not very. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, five well, years ago as well. By the way, that's a long yeah, time ago. I feel so old. I think of how many how many Lamb of God albums we've listened to as they've come out. I know. Sacrament, Wrath, Resolutions, Strum and Drang. Strum and Drang. Strum, 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 Strum and Drang and Lamb of God, Lamb of God. Yeah, that's a lot of albums. That's a lot of albums. One, two, three, four, five. I feel old. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah. Uh, Why didn't you like what they Sturm album and Drang? Yeah. What didn't you actually like about it? Because I know we've both said that we don't like it, but why? Yeah, it was very... We do like it. It's just our least favourite. It was very middle of the road. It didn't do anything particularly well. Um, I thought it was just... I mean, even all of their other albums, you get very little um, movement with Lamb of God. It's all, it is all generally the same stuff, but with a slightly new element every time. You know, you, you, when you go from your As the Palaces Burn to the your Ashes of the Wake, it's groovier. The production's better. When you go from... It can't get much worse than... Ashes of the Wake. As the Palaces Burn. That was <laughs> terribly was fucking awful. That documentary's awesome, by the way. When you go from Ashes of the Wake to Sacrament, it's catchier. The production's slick in comparison. Uh, he starts doing that... He starts pitching his screams better. He does start it's, pitching it's his screams. More, it's far more melodic from that sense. And then you get a Wrath... And they start making um, like arena metal songs. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. That were meant to play live, which is ironic. It's ironic because they don't play any of this. It's like it's like they've just forgotten about the album. But I think it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Contractor, and what then, a tune! What a Contractor is by the way. That should be in the set now. Yeah, it today should. it should never leave the set. Um, and then you go from Wrath to Resolution, which probably wasn't everyone's favorite shift. Um, I think that's probably the most experimentation you'll ever get from Lamb of God was on Resolution. There's some really weird riffs on there. Yeah. I think. How do we both think of the same The exact same one. I don't remember what that song is. I did actually quite like that one. And that is, believe it or not, I know everyone thinks that 
uh, Overlord, the last album where he first sang on, but he actually first sang on like a deep cut song from Resolutions, like further down the record. Was it singing? He, Which song? It was King Me. No. I was thinking of King Me, it's which is a King fucking unbelievable song, by the way. It, that is a very good song. They always do a like cut. a last epic song. That's a deep cut right there if you're not into that album. King Me. King me. King me. If you don't like Resolution or if you've never listened to the album, go listen to King Me. Do yourself a favor. That's an epic song. That is a good song. What song is it that I'm thinking of? Again, this makes, this makes good, good audio <laughs> as he browses it, his phone. <laughs> is it Insurrection? Fuck it, I don't I know. I think it is. I think it is insurrection. It's a long time since Tell anyway, me if I'm wrong. Which anyway, I'm sure and then we go from resolution. Everything's been slightly different, and then we go to Sturm und Drang, which is a bizarre title. It's a shit title. No, it's not. Sure what it means. Uh, it's not. A, I'm sure it has some meaning to Randy with everything that was going on at the time. But uh, yeah, it's a shit title. Um, and it was. It was sort of an amalgamation of all the Lamb of, things Lamb of God had done before which you'd have thought would be a good thing, mm-hmm. but that didn't do any of them particularly well, and it felt a bit um, diluted, I thought. I would agree. And the production was too compressed. And I, I think thought it, felt it is the, the guitars. That's the first time I've listened to a Lamb of God album and then not really been able to sing anything back to myself after No, yeah, there was, yeah. Mm. I think, um, what was it? S Still Echoes? I think that's got a couple of riffs on this. Yeah, that's a good, that was a good song. Like anyway, song. let's stop ragging on the old album and so, talk about the new album. So for us, this is a big album. That's why it's mm-hmm. first on the first episode yes. of the Under the Knife podcast because yes. we've been quite excited after the singles. Mm-hmm. Um, Momento Mori and Checkmate and mm-hmm. the other one, which I can't remember, which was Roots or Gears, or was it both? I think it was Gears. Don't quote me on that, though. So we were quite... We've been quite excited. Mm, yeah, we? yeah. So definitely. Talk to me, Dan. What do you talk think? To me. Um, I like this album. I, I also like this I album. I think this is a good album. Uh, See think, you next week. I think. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't want, to, I don't know if I want to go so far as to say it's been my favourite album since Wrath. But I don't know whether, I don't know whether I like resolutions. I don't know. Is it true it's right hard. now? True right now. Right now, Probably not. Oh. It might grow a little more. Okay. Um, but that was the thing, was when Resolutions came out at first, I was, eh. Yeah, I was the same. Right. I thought it was good. It grew on the time. first song, what is it? Something about the sun. That's a slam. What a slam. What a slam. That is not a slam. Opening track. When you open with a song, and everyone, everyone ragged on Randy's singing last album. Yeah. When the released Overlord, and I understand it was a full, it was like a, like a fucking country a, rock a song. ballad. It was, it, it, yeah. Look, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but everyone ragged on his singing, and then he opens up this album with singing. Mm. Ballsy move, by the way. But it's tastefully done. Move. Move. The, the the difference is though, it's done for effect here rather than to make a point of I'm doing. I'm singing. I'm a singing song. now, by the way. I'm singing. Yeah. So uh, Memento Mori is a great opening track. Check a bit for all the hate it got. Yeah, or it's, it's, um, it's just another Lamb of God song. Well, that's why you listen to fucking Lamb of God, by the way. Track. It's, it's not the best track. track. It's, it's all right. It's a good song. It's got some... Uh, that riff, that opening riff. Sick riff. Sick riff. There's lots of good riffs on this album, actually. Yeah, I think the guitar, the guitar work, work is, very good. is really... Uh, I think that the thing with Lamb of God is that the guitars are always understated. Yeah. I think it, the riffs are always better than they sound... 
Mm-hmm. You know, that, when that's you actually, a bizarre thing no, to say. I understand because there's a lot of times where I've watched Mark Martin and Willie Adler do mm. a guitar playthrough yeah. and then I listen and I'm like, when the riffs are isolated and the riffs are the main focus, I'm always like, because Randy is a lot of the time yeah, the main he focus. He takes a lot of the attention away from the riffs sometimes, doesn't he? And he, the most mundane um, first riffs are so technical. Yeah. Really good. Um, and that is all on display here. Um, we haven't mentioned yet that Art Cruz is on drums now. That was your opportunity to say something there. Good drumming, very good drumming. <laughs> I um, when you when you get rid of someone like Chris Hadler, who is so influential as a drummer in the metal scene, some would say he's for a some bit, reason, yeah. <laughs> Especially Dan. Dan would say he's a bit overrated. I but, just don't understand what, why he's such a... I mean, I love the guy. I think he's a great drummer. And good drummer. Yeah, fantastic drummer. And I think maybe... Lamb of Good for years. Right but, now, he doesn't seem so ahead of his time, but maybe when, well, I don't know, he, when As the Palace is Burned came out in 2003. Well, it, when Sacrament came out, he seemed to absolutely explode in popularity. I couldn't really understand yeah, I don't what like he that, was doing. Yeah, there was not much on that album. That, that other there. people weren't, but... Eh. Yeah, I think it's because he had drummer. quite a unique sounding snare. He did have a very cool snare, didn't he? Which, by the way, do you not... He had a really thin snare, I don't know snare, if it's a signature he? snare, but Art Cruz has the exact same snare sound on this album. I think they all, I think, I think it's sort of like standardised now, isn't it? I don't know. I, 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 know, I know Chris Adler snare when I hear a Chris Adler snare. But, anyway, the drum style. The drums are good. I think he didn't do anything too different to what Chris would have done to make it... Uh, to make everyone hate him, because why the fuck would he want everyone to hate him? I don't um, think... Um, <clears throat> if you hadn't have told me that Chris Adler wasn't on this album, I wouldn't have noticed. even noticed. I think there is... I think it's a little a bit, differing opinion. It's a little bit more flowing than a Chris Adler... Uh, Especially in Mark Martin's book. Yeah, yeah, Mark Martin come out, didn't he, and said that uh, he thought Chris was a bit robotic. And he's glad that he has Ouch. somebody. That's uh, fired. Are they, like, are they like not mates anymore or what? I don't that know. a bit bizarre was, for him to come out and just slit him like that. Do you not think, I'm asking you all here, do you not think that was the weirdest fucking somebody leaving a band ever? Well, did I he quit? Did he get kicked out? Did he leave because of his injury? What, is it, what is was, it all in the dark? Like, yeah, there's, 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 not, there's not really like a, a set in stone, oh, I was kicked out or he left or it was mutual or it wasn't. Because he released a I've statement not, and it didn't sound very mutual. But I've not when kept tabs on it, to be honest, so I wouldn't know. But but yeah, so I don't think I think Art Cruz did a very good job, and I also think the drums sound excellent. Yeah, the production's great on this album. This is the best ever sounding Lamb of God album, in my opinion. It's I would very, agree. It's very um, the ri- the rhythm section in particular. The drums and bass are incredible. Mm-hmm. The the kick drum and the bass. Oh. Randy's voice. Yeah. Um, Superb. Sometimes has been a bit overproduced yeah. in the past, yeah. uh, whereas I think this album was quite raw, mm-hmm. and that's why I think I, I, I liked about it. Um, I think on a standout track where you could say that is uh, a bloodshot eyes. I think he does a an in between a scream and in between a like a shouty hardcore vocal, mm. and it sounds really raw. And I think he needs to do some more of that. Yeah. Um, so when you do something different, why would you put it on track nine, Dan? Yeah, loads of people do this. You're gonna you are gonna find over the course of these reviews that um album pacing and where people put tracks in the course of an album is something that we are constantly annoyed about. Yeah, just it's just so 
so, some of these things are so fucking blindingly obvious that I don't understand why people do it. And this is not. It's a good track as well. Yeah, it's not it, just the vocals. Blood, it's a Blood good Chat track. Eyes, it, it's, it's not a bad track at all. And it does something very interesting with Randy's vocals. I really like the track. So why stick it right at the back of the album? Why stick it at track nine? As if you're ashamed of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, we tried Lama something God. different. It doesn't sound like us, though. So we'll just stick it at the back of the album. When there is obvious um, track order issues elsewhere, isn't there? We both agree on this, I think. Um, you got Momento Mori, mm-hmm. absolute bop, good Bang first it. tune. Another solid song in Checkmate and Gears, both mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And then you slow it down with Reality Bath, and then, yeah, New, uh, New Colossal Hate's not the fastest track, but you got Reality Bath, New Colossal Hate, Resurrection Man, and Poison Dream, mm-hmm. all in a row. And none of them are particularly, particularly fast. fast. Uh, no. They're quite mid-paced to slow songs. Especially, so, especially New Colossal Hate, like you've pointed out before, is like a... It's like an omerta. It's like a modern day omerta, isn't it? Resurrection Man. Resurrection Man, sorry. Not- yeah, Resurrection Man is like a modern day omerta. It's slow and chugging. And it has potentially the best I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, All, everything we've discussed so far is irrelevant. In what, what you need to know is that uh, in, on Resurrection Man, Randy says, Bleh. Yeah. The first time I've ever heard him say Bleh, nine well. albums deep, Randy. What the fuck's going on? Where's it been this whole time? Where's and the black? That good. It's that good, and you've left us hanging for nine albums. Randy, Ro- uh, Randy Rhodes. Randy Rhodes. <laughs> Randy Blythe can take something that anyone else has done a thousand times before and do it, and it'll be the manliest that anyone's ever done it. Yeah. That is a hell of a bleh. That's a hell of a bleh. And that's a hell of a song as well, by the way. Yeah. It's a big, big song in my books. I think well, that's a cracking song. It wasn't my favourite, I'll be honest. But, but so, well, Bloodshot Eyes, just quickly back to the point. Fantastic song, something different with the vocals. Why wouldn't you put it in the middle to break up those yeah. slow songs? Just break it up. Just all of that. Mon- I mean, I mean, they're all good songs. Yeah, they're all great songs. Monotonous, sort of... Uh, Down tempo song... I don't want to call it a slump because, like I say, they're not bad songs. No, but they're very from good a tempo songs. Perspective, you know, mix it up a bit. Throw the faster songs in between them all. It's just such an obvious thing to do. Correct. Stop people from switching off. So I think that's the bad. The bad of the album is yeah. The, is, the is album that structure slump in the middle is, is wrong. I don't think there's anything fundamentally wrong with the album at all. I think not it's a really good album. I think it's a very good album. I think it's a bit of a return to form as well. Would you say Resurrection Man's your favourite song? I would definitely say Resurrection Man's my favourite song. What about you? Uh, I want to say Roots with Chuck Billion. Because it's the fastest, most energetic song. <laughs> and that's what I'm all about. But uh, Chuck Billy's contribution was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't think it's... Stood out. Do you know what? If you if I hadn't looked at the track listing and I didn't know that Chuck Billy was on that, I would have just thought Randy was doing something in the background. Yeah. It was it was it was cool. The vocal lines that he did was cool and the melodies, but it was almost like he'd been relegated to backing vocals. Yeah. And I would have liked them to keep what they've done and then give him a verse, sort of like uh Jamie Jester had in Poison Dream. Mm-hmm. Where he could sort of showcase his normal non chorus singing yeah, yeah. sort of uh, vocal style. Um, speaking of, Jamie Jester on Poison Dream. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I love Jamie Jester, and I would say mm, Hatebreed are, are probably up there in one of my favourite bands. Mm, but he, he, 
but I don't, I don't think he fits. It just he doesn't fit on this he album, keeps does he? popping up everywhere. It's like fucking whack-a-mole. Everywhere you, everywhere you look, <laughs> like there's an Diglett's album. Like out of Pokemon. Yeah, yeah like Diglett. <laughs> like, everywhere you look, there's a fucking album, and Jamie Jaster pops up on it. It's because he's like the sing, nicest guy, to isn't sing, he? Yeah, I know. But Everyone likes to, him. To sing a Hatebreed song in the middle of someone else's album, it just never fits. He's I've got never, such a unique voice, I've never, he? I've never heard a guest appearance by Jamie Jaster that I thought, ooh, that fits really well. Yeah. We... Do we even want to say it? What's that? We were going to review the new Benitez album. Oh, yeah. And Jamie Jasper was on that. Prime example. Butchered that song. But you can't butcher shit. And <laughs> that album was fucking absolutely dog shit. It so wasn't. That's why it's not made it into this episode. Yeah, it didn't make the cut. It's fucking awful. Not because, not because we're going to cherry pick the albums. It was just really we, shit. And we had we're just nothing gonna, good to say about we're it. We're just going to, um, you know, an album will come up that we want to do or that someone else suggests and we'll review it and we'll give you our honest opinion but um, we're short on time and we're cramming a lot of reviews in and uh, we didn't really want to waste our time on it because like I said it was wank it was so, shit don't listen to it yeah but now you don't listen to it um, um, poor, right. poor lads Lamb of God Lamb of God by yeah. Lamb of God to summarise great album bad yeah, pacing it's a really good album yeah but not the best pacing um, nothing cutting edge um, I would say it's probably their most original stuff mm, for a while. For a while, I think. Uh, I would say songs like "Resurrection Man" and "Reality Bath" are. Uh, I think "Resolution" was probably their most different mm. album, wasn't it? Do you not think? Mm. Uh, no, no, I no. don't. Do you not think? All right, okay. like I said earlier, there's a lot of weird uh, riffs and stuff on there. Yeah, it got a bit experimental later in the album. But anyway, um, if you like Lamb of God. You will love this album. Yeah. There's nothing not to like here. If you don't like Lamb of God, you probably won't just, like this just, album. Just keep, just keep <laughs> walking. It doesn't do anything there's nothing for dramatically you here. different. There's nothing for you here. Yeah, there's nothing for you here. Yeah. If you're on the teetering edge, you're thinking, well, I like yeah, some give stuff. It a go. I would definitely give it a go. It's one of their better albums. If I would definitely say it's one of their better albums. Yeah. What would you... if you're into the more... Um, I want to say the more accessible side of uh, Lamb of God. Yeah, if I would you like if you like the this last is album. This is just a far better version of the last album. Correct. And if you liked Wrath, because I suppose that's quite accessible. Maybe I would agree. Uh, yeah, you'll definitely like this album. So go and buy it. Don't download it. Don't download it. We don't condone downloading music. Oh, we're going to say that a lot. Yes, we condone. We are. Support the scene. Buy the merch. Buy the merch. Okay. No, no, no. What would you give it out of ten? Oh shit! Yeah, we haven't rated it. Uh, Lamb of God, out of ten, uh, I'm gonna give it a solid eight out of ten. Eight point five. Oh, you have to go one better, don't you? Yeah, I do. Oh, point five better anyway. Eight point five. First review out of the way. Woo! Woo! Oh. <laughs> do you want to do that one next? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see how this is gonna go. Okay. Mm. Next up, uh, we have uh, Blackened Death Metal Outfit Black Curse with the album Endless Wound. And just so you guys know, uh, we want to cover a vast range of different subgenres. Nothing is off limits for us here as long as it's metal. Yeah, as long as it's alternative, you can give us anything from the hardest of hardcore to the deathest of death metal mm-hmm. to the grindiest and of grindcore. everything in between. All we will go for it. Yeah, we'll do it. So uh, Unless it's benighted. <laughs> yeah, we probably won't touch another one of my albums again. Um, so, Blackened Curse is a death metal supergroup uh, featuring uh, the guitarist and vocalist. Well, actually, 
it's I think it's a bit of a a labor of love from them all because they're it's a super group, but they all play other instruments in their respective right. bands. Okay, so, that's cool. So uh, the lead singer and vocalist is the drummer in Spectral Voice, great band. Uh, Jonathan Campos on guitar is the bassist from Primitive Man, great band. Morris Kolontirski, fucking what a name, who plays bass, is the guitarist for, in my opinion, probably the greatest death metal band on the scene right now, Blood Incantation, and also a spectral voice. And Zach Coleman is the drummer from Kemi. I don't actually know who Kemi are, but if, mm. if that band is anywhere near as good as all the other ones on that list, I've got to check it out. So as you can see, Jack, <laughs> I was pretty fucking hyped for this, this album. This is right up Dan's alley. This is right up my I love all of those bands. So this absolutely is not your scene. So This couldn't be any further from my scene, and you, I still gave it a good go. I yeah, gave it a couple it a of listens. I listened through front to back uh, probably about three to four times. Mm. Um, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like it one bit. Hated everything about it. I... I have nothing to say about the production because no. I think they uh, walked into a room, plugged their amps in, played, and then nobody mixed or mastered it. Oh, it's like they man. sent it to be mixed and mastered and then the guy forgot to do it and sent it back and just went, there you go. It's like you come from a completely different planet to me, um, mostly. I don't think anything of the songwriting. Um, the, the only thing I think I liked <laughs> was the vocals. Hmm? Uh, they were re- they're like really they're fucking they're really off the chain, desperate, harrowing they're, vocals. Yeah, the man sounds terrifying. like he's being sick on sounds the mic, possessed. constantly being sick on the mic. It's fucking great. It was off, maniac. Great. The, so, the vocals were good. Other than the vocals, no redeeming qualities for you. Nah, not no, for me. None at all. Um, I tried. I really tried. And if you like this album, I'm so sorry. Don't hate me. Don't <laughs> think I'm a piece of shit. Or do. I don't it's really not, care. It's not um, really Jack's scene. No. Honest, so we'll no. give him a pass on this one because it isn't the most accessible. Uh, Seven songs, 40 album. minutes. Yeah. Uh, they're they're one of the, songs. They're really sporadic uh, run times as well, aren't they? Because, yeah. I mean, like one of them is seven minutes and no, 30. Well, one's nine minutes. One of them is nine minutes. two minutes. Yeah, and there's like two. a two minute one. It's, like, it's all over the shop. Yeah. Um, what did you think of it? I feel like you're going to give a better take of this album than I am. Oh, I'm going to give a better take. You're right there. Speak um, It very much has all of the best aspects of most of those bands that I previously mentioned. Okay. Um, people are going apeshit for this album in the scene. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I've pissed <laughs> a lot of, of people big, off. It's kind of a big deal, I think. Is it? Um, uh, you know, super groups aren't really my. I mean, it's hard to come up with decent super groups, really, isn't it? But uh, I do like. Um, no, I didn't like that. <laughs> uh, is there any super every groups now, that I actually like? Every now and then. Well, uh, there's one that we're reviewing in the next episode that I will not reveal the nature of. Ah, yeah, I did yeah, like yeah. that. That was good. Uh, but that yeah, good. anyway, yeah, super groups can be hit and miss, can they? Yeah. Um, I. Really enjoy the vocals, like you said. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the riffing as for the most part. I thought there was a lot of groovy sections. There was a lot of old, there was a lot of tremolo picked sections. Lots of tremolo the, picking. The the Lots drums were just right for the type of music. It's dripping in um atmosphere, not in like I'll give a, it that. Not in like an artsy sort of way, like um you know. But I mean, there's nothing particularly melodic about it. 
if it's you're just, going for a feel, the album's got a feel. I it's, mean, it's, it's just not. Yeah, it's like it's you listen to it, and if you lock yourself in a dark room and put these earphones on, you might go insane. Yeah, because it's, it's got a real, like, um, dark and desperate mm. feel to it. It's it, it's exactly what you would expect from a band called Black Curse releasing an album called Endless Wound. Yeah, it's it makes your skin crawl, and. It's, I think it's fucking great. If you want to listen to something for an experience, then you'll get an experience out of it. What will really piss Jack off is that I think the production's perfect. <laughs> I couldn't wish for a better production on this, personally. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> it's, but this, do you know what? We come what? from two very different scenes. It's probably so. it's probably perfect. And when you actually put it in the... Asp- when, you, when, I, when I put it in the perspective there of if you want something that's going to sound desperate and going to sound like... It's 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 like a dark. It's, mm-hmm. it's like satanic in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, then it does that. But for me to get what I want out of music, that's not what I want. I um, and I'm here to give my opinion. Yeah, you give your opinion. I'm so. doing your it. Opinion I'm is giving it. Your opinion is welcome. Uh, I love this album. I think it's great. Okay, I think it's absolutely brilliant. Very good. Um, uh, I don't know what there is to talk about though. But I mean, I'll. Again, yeah, okay. Should we just rate it? We'll rate it. We'll rate, we'll rate it. We'll rate it and get moving. We'll on. I can't wait to hear what yours says. Well, do you know what? I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be. In, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be. Don't be swayed by my opinion. No, no, I'm not gonna be. If you were gonna give this a one, <laughs> no, my issue with this album is it is just nothing to do with me, and it is just yeah. not my music taste. Uh, so I'm gonna just go and give it a five. <laughs> middle because, of the road. Yeah, Straight super middle, middle of the road, road because I don't like it because it's not my music but i can understand why other people would like it mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna give it a five mm. what about you it's a hard nine Fun this L. this is this will be on my end of year list shut up Are One, you top 10 i don't know about top, i don't know how big my list is gonna be if it's not <laughs> it's absolutely gonna appear somewhere yeah yeah this is this is the best release of the year thus far for me <laughs> mm-hmm all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you go fair enough there you go let's mix them two up because that's going to be too too similar I think alright okay alright okay, next up now we're let's, let's, now we're talking let's bring Jack back into the fold now shall we now we're talking Zubulba Zubalba Zubalba Bulbasaur <laughs> Zubalba <laughs> with uh, just so you just so you know we are going to butcher every single name on this mm-hmm, record mm-hmm. and we are also going to butcher the song name and possibly some members names mm-hmm. so the album is called Anos en Inferno Anos en Fierno yeah um, I can't do a Mexican uh, I can't speak Mexican <clears> without doing a Take the piss Mexican accent. Yeah, which we don't want to do because we don't. No, we don't. Anyone, uh, we want to. We, we don't want to offend any Mexicans. No, we want to bring. We want to bring you all in. We do. So just so everyone is aware, um, I don't mean to offend any Mexicans, but I'm gonna fucking do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, right. Anyway, right, surprisingly, they're from um, California. Yeah, they're from California, U.S. of A. Which I did not expect. But then uh, this obviously- is gonna. I don't want to also show my political ignorance yet again. But um, I wrote that there, um, U.S.A. Everywhere I look now on Wikipedia and that for bands, it just says US. Is USA not a thing anymore? I think it's just the the United States, United, isn't it? Not yeah, United, United States, States of America. Is that not? Is that not like most people the, just refer to it as US now? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, but truly officially, I have on, no idea. I'm just just a question because I'm just from Middlesbrough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
Oh, I can't remember which. Uh, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. Go on. Then. But uh, <clears throat> I always find it really funny when um, have a look through them them yeah. uh, notes over there. I always find it really funny when you go and look uh, and look for um, a recognisable uh, place name at the top. I always find it really funny when you look for uh, uh, American bands and uh, they have like old um, like English names. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Have I not? Have I not printed it off? No, it doesn't matter. But I can't remember which band it was that we were going to review. But they're from a place in England, uh, in America, oh, yeah. called Whitby. Yeah, it's, mad, <laughs> it's, just, it? it's so weird. That there's a place in America called Whitby, Lancaster. And I imagine uh, Lancaster. Yeah. Lancaster. I, I imagine that Whitby, America, is fuck all like Whitby in oh, the UK. Yeah. I can tell you that. You get some nice fish and chips. Yeah, <laughs> banging fish and chips from Whitby. Uh, anyway, Zabalba, <clears throat> right? Zabalba yeah. uh, from California. Not from Mexico, as you would have thought. Uh, they do have two members called Nate Reboledo and Brian Ortiz. Which is so obviously... I'm, I'm going to assume uh, the, the Mexican influence is coming from their yeah. neck of the woods. Uh, and they play uh, a really... Um, what am I, like a, Prominent? A, prominent? What? I was going to say, like, a really um, deliberate, lumbering sort of styled... Um, death metal slash hardcore. Uh, I mean, it never gets particularly fast, does it? It's quite... No, no, I think there's a couple of blast beats here and there, um, but really it is it's a down-tempo sort of... It's like, uh, it's like the audio equivalent of a Moomakill mowing its way through traffic. <laughs> I would have thought. It is... Uh, it's pretty... Um, Heavy. It's a it? slam. It's some heavy shit. It's a fucking slam. It's heavy shit. It's um, if anybody who I know, if any of you actually listen to this, um, who are into hardcore or beatdown or anything like that, who haven't listened to these already, it's a fucking good album. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's down tempo. It's got some super slamming riffs. Um, anybody who's into beatdown should like this. Um, the production is rough and ready which lends itself massively yeah, in how good, in good this way. album is yeah it's 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 a good album it's it a sounds, really good it album. sounds like it was recorded 30 years ago but like i said <laughs> yeah, I in a mean. good way yeah like the the, the heyday, best albums from 30 years the heyday ago. of 90s death metal with the reverberating snare and you can hear the room in the guitars and stuff like that but in a good way um and the thing i mean there's really it never gets particularly fast, as I, no. as I said before. The first song, the first song has a, like a thrash section in it, yeah. like halfway through. But that's about it. There might be one at yeah. the time, I think. Um, but what, I think comparatively, when it does get a bit more up tempo, it gets really good, and that's when the album comes into its own. And then interspersed, there's a lot of sort of doomy riffs, really Very slow doomy, doomy riffs, yeah. and there's some melodic stuff here and there. Lead lines. There's a couple Lead of, lines, there's a couple yeah. of like, nice. Um, Nice lead lines on the top of some of the really, really heavy slow riffs. Mm-hmm. Um, best song, in my opinion, is... Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. En la oscuridad. En la oscuridad. Number that is also my favourite song as well, actually. That's a great is song. Mm-hmm. Very good. That's got a bit of everything. It gets... Um, Slight, not really up tempo, but like the slightly faster bit at the beginning, and then it slams super hard at the end, and it's got some nice cool lead lines over it. Mm-hmm. The vocalist is a monster. Mm-hmm. He he's got a super raw voice again, leading into all the other production on the album. It's the exact same. Mm-hmm. Um, Sepultura, 
if you like the less thrashy, more rootsy Sepultura, mm. you like this album. Yeah. I got a big Sepultura vibe from the instrumental track as well. Saka. Yeah, with the, yeah. the strange tribal drums. Yeah, like somebody's playing yeah. with their hands, yeah. Yeah. That's, really cool. It's really cool. It's, I, it's, a, it's a very good my album. My only gripe with this album is I would have liked some catchier riffs. Yeah. There's not, there's, I can't remember any riffs. They're not riff monsters. But at the time, perfectly, perfectly good. And I'm struggling to pick fault with this album too. No, fun. I am. I don't think there's anything I have. 35 minutes long. Perfect. Perfect. For a hardcore album, I don't think I could sit there any longer and listen to any more. No, I don't think I could not either. In a negative way. I just don't think that a hardcore album has any business being 40 plus minutes. Nope. No business at all. Nope. I listened to this album and at the end of it, I thought, good good time to stop. Yeah. And it also helped that the last, the second last song, here we go, El Abismo 1, mm-hmm. out of El Abismo 1 and 2, mm-hmm. um, the last two tracks on the album, is a real change of pace. Yeah. Um, something that they didn't do anywhere previously on the album is, slows it right down clean guitars even a little bit of singing but I say singing not really singing is it no it's more of like a chanting sort of yeah like a a deep chant yeah like some sort of religious <laughs> yeah like yeah. prayer yeah. So it's, it's cool it's, it's cool it's cool. really cool it's atmospheric fits um, in with the sort of like really, doomy vibe I really like the doom elements on this album yeah I get a good bell witch sort of vibe from the slower sections um the the riffs are heavy as hell. Yeah. The production's heavy as hell. Super heavy. Um, I'm struggling to pick any fault. Other I don't than, like really I said, have many faults. Other than, like it. I said, uh, I would prefer a catchier riff or two. Yeah, I guess. I guess. For it to live longer in the memory. But other than that, this is a near faultless effort. I if think, you've never Zabalba. heard of Zabalba and you like hardcore or heavy stuff like that, like me... Get yourself on this album because I think you'll like it. Or you like death metal, like me. Also, get on this album. I think it appears to everyone. Yeah. Um, Rating. So on that note, as I said, I can pick barely any fault. I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. I am also gonna give it a nine out That's of ten. That's a high rating. That's, That's a high rating. rating. Yes. I mean, cool. we've only done three albums. Yeah. So it's not hard to be the highest. Cool. Very good album. Check it out. Album number four. Album number four. Ulcerate, Stare Into Death and Be Still. What an excellent album then that is, by the way. The, the artwork's quite cool as well. It's yeah? Creepy. Oh, yeah, it's like that black hole looking thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's like... Uh, <laughs> like someone on a Petri dish. You yeah. Know, you know, like yeah, when Lord you blob by Metallica, on. but not shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, but it's got like a dude coming out of it, I think. Yeah, it's like it an looks, arm or something. It looks real cool. It's creepy. Uh, yeah, so uh, Ulcerate, three piece New Zealand technical death metal band. Three piece. I'm always impressed by three pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially one that sounds like this, I think. Yeah. I'm going to assume that they hire someone in live. Must do. Because there's a lot of uh, layered guitars Lots of and layers. stuff. And it would be hard to get these songs across live, I think, without another guitarist. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, Ulcerate, Jack. Familiar with these, are we? Absolutely not. Are you not? Never no. heard of them before this week. Uh, no, neither have I. <laughs> anyone, as he says, ripping the merch. For anyone listening along, I'm wearing an Ulcerate shirt as we speak. So, 
never listened to them before. Dan says, right, we're reviewing this album. I go, all right, mate, no worries. And I bang it on. And then um, what seems like 79 minutes in, (laughs) I check the uh, screen to notice that I'm actually only on the second song because the songs are so fucking long. Just to clarify, it wasn't 79 minutes in, was it? Um, So... I was three songs in, and then I pause it, and I text Dan saying, Dan, what's this? I'm not bothered about this. What the fuck is what's this? What's this? What's this? I, what is this? I'm not bothered about this. This isn't me. Um, and then suddenly, he goes to me, it's something that you need to, like, immerse yourself in and, like, lose yourself in. And then I start to listen to it in a little bit of a different way, and I'm it's, not... It's not a fleeting listen, that's for sure. No, it's and not, I think... It's not the sort of thing that you can just dip in and out of. It helps that the next track was track four. There is no horizon, which mm. is definitely the best song. Definitely a different song to the first three. Yeah, you would have it's, a def- to. it's a change of pace. And for I'm in this album, I'm less about the heavy and I'm more about the melodic. I'm more about mm. the atmospheric. Yeah, they do it very well. It's normally, the, I always find that the more memorable aspects of an ultimate album are the more melod. Mel- Logic part definitely well if that's this album's anything to go by i would definitely agree mm-hmm. uh i think they do it i think they do it better on this album than most of their albums actually i think from there is no horizon as you've mentioned onwards i feel like there's a diff- there's a shift in this album towards the more melodic mm. uh and they're more I, I, I don't know i might be talking shit here but uh i feel like the songs are more traditionally structured after that, they're easier to follow and they're more accessible. Which is probably why I like than it. Than the first three songs. Yeah. But I think that the first three songs are probably more representative to the rest of Ulcerate's back catalogue, I think. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was... Um, it's a long album. If you just want a flash in the pan for a bit of excitement, not the album for you. No. It's it very is typical. A uh, sit down and listen. I don't know the run times of all their albums, but I'll be... Amazed if any minutes. of their other albums are much shorter than that one. Fifty-eight minutes. It's an investment. Eight tracks. <laughs> it's an investment. That's for sure. Eight tracks. And it is an album. <clears throat> it's an album that will challenge you. I think. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it definitely challenged it's me. Not an easy listen. I had to change the way I I listened to it. I think mm. I didn't. Again, I wasn't listening to it for the reason I listened to most of the music mm. I listened to. <laughs> um, but there is no horizon. Onwards. Sit down and like just be there in the moment listening to Ulcerate mm. and you will probably like it mm-hmm. but I hope you do because I, I quite you, liked it yeah which is surprising I think if, if there was a, if I had to pick one album out of every single album we'll have done over the course of the first three episodes I didn't think you would like it would be this one not Black Curse not Black Curse no <laughs> I thought you would have liked Black Curse a lot, Black mm-hmm. Curse a lot more than this uh uh-uh. uh Hmm. I like this and I think again the fact that it's a three piece and you listen to the album it's impressive stuff it is impressive stuff the drummer is fucking unbelievable he is and the fact that you've got like real melodic guitars and atmospheric bits and bits that you would think a normal drummer would just do like a smooth beat over and Mm. he's (laughs) <laughs> and the double bass we, is flying we've, we've mentioned we've mentioned that it's melodic and stuff quite a lot here i don't want to give anyone the impression that this is like a fucking progressive rock album or yeah, anything it's this still is heavy a fucking really heavy album it very moody like at times it's difficult to comprehend what's going on isn't it it's yeah. just blast beats 
and tremolo riffing shredding riffs and there's like call and respond riffs and different layers and it's quite oppressive to be mm. honest um it's not an easy listen if you like anything ulcerate has done before it won't shock you to know that this is very much the same i think this is very much the same as their old stuff done slightly better the last album was really good as well i thought uh shrines of paralysis but for whatever reason uh i didn't didn't really listen to it as much as i probably should have done because i thought it was really good um it's not everything is fire which is a shame because that's easily the best album and i don't think we'll ever have everything is fire again <laughs> but uh <coughs> it's Things great change. it's a very good album people change people change they don't change that much though because this is pretty i mean you could <laughs> you could basically you could go and ulcerate on spotify and just shuffle all the songs and, it and you couldn't fucking like tell album. where one album ends and another <laughs> begins but that's fine because i love them but that, sometimes that's good sometimes mm consistency is a good thing better the devil you know exactly so jack not your cup of tea mm. you liked it anyway you were a bit surprised yeah what are you gonna rate this i'm i'm gonna give it a six and a half mm. and that's only because didn't like it that much then out, yeah but you gotta think <laughs> out of eight tracks i only like five yeah so I can't I think, give it too much I praise. I think you need to give those other tracks another go because I, I the, the first track I'll give you, I can give or take, but I don't know whether that's just because I'm going into the album cold at that point. I mm. always struggle with an opening track, I think. Unless the opening tracks are really thrashy, get you in the groove song for that album, I always struggle with a, an opening track. But I seem to really remember enjoying Exhale the Ash and Stare Into Death and Be Still, especially the 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 pinnacle of Stare Into Death and Be Still was quite special. I think. I'll, I'll give it another go. I'll give it another go. I'll give it another uh, go. Six and a half. What about you? Uh, uh, yeah, because this is an album that takes an hour an to hour. get through. Eight tracks. I'm going to say one and more I've time. Only, I've only had a certain limited time to uh, listen to it a certain amount of times. Um, and this is an album that you really need to spend time with to get engrossed in. I feel like my rating is going to change in the future, so don't quote me on this later on. But for now, I'm going to give this an 8.5 out of 10. Mm, and rather high. I don't know whether it's going to change for the better. I think it probably will, because Ulcerate always... I, I'm always down for some Ulcerate. And I'd be amazed if this album doesn't eventually end up on my end of year list. That's two. That's two end of year list two in one in, episode. In two the first in the year episode. Of this episode. You're getting there. Uh, uh, you're spoiled. I know. You're spoiled yeah. with the great albums, well, in Dan's opinion. You're normally so negative as well. <laughs> right. What is it? Album number five. We're hitting you with a five. Uh, five. A five album thriller album in the thriller. first episode. Don't and, expect them all to be like this. And I, yeah, no, don't. <laughs> please. Please. And, uh, I did not print the notes off for this. No, so, so we're just using my phone for the album for the, track for list. For the track list, yeah. So, and this album... I don't even know what it's fucking called. What is What's it called? What's the album called? Click it. One oh, yeah, just play the song. Uh, <laughs> this is good. Uh, this is a good podcast, isn't it? There you go. Oh, there you I'll go. I'll let you say that. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, and the album is Phylogenesis <laughs> by the band... Abysmal Dawn. Abysmal Dawn. Abysmal Dawn. So, there's a theme coming here. 
Jack, have you heard of Abysmal Dawn before? I have never listened to oh, Abysmal Dawn apart there you go. before we've uh, before we started this. What there are they? A far piece? Uh, uh, judging by the fact there's a picture with four people on four the people on there front of the Spotify cover, then yes. So as we, we don't have our piece? notes, no. we don't have a huge amount of background to go into. I think into they're from you. America. That's about is that all. I the... would. You know what? I'd give a stab in the dark and say <laughs> they're from America. Um, Abysmal Dawn. I like Abysmal Dawn. I was a huge fan of their last album which i cannot believe came out in 2014 that's a long time it doesn't seem like a long time it's like five minutes ago six years Uh, obsolescence it was called and that that ranked very highly on my end of year list even though we didn't have a podcast for that that. well person my personal end of year list for that year i loved that album um i was a big fan of leveling the plane of existence as well which came out before it but um the the last album was the one where I've, it was a real turning point in songwriting. I thought they, it, the songs were just generally better and they could finally hold their own with other technical death metal bands around them. I, I always got the impression of Abysmal Dawn that they were like a, the everyman technical death metal band. Yeah. They're like, they don't do, they're not the most technical band in the world. No, they are not. They're not the heaviest. Um, they don't write the most complex songs in the world. No, they do not. They're, they're quite easy to listen to for a technical death metal band, I find. And seeing that they're the everyday uh, man's... The everyman. Yeah. I would have to agree because I do like this album. Oh, and go. if you, there's anybody out there that's listening to this that's saying, I'm not massively into technical death metal, mm. but I would like to give it a go, I would say that this album is not a bad place to start mm-hmm. because... Mm-hmm. Again, it's not massively technical for mm. technical death metal. The songwriting is quite easy to get into, and there's some absolute bangers on this mm. album. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite song? I do have a favorite song. What's I think favorite I have song? two. So I really like um, a speck in the fabric of eternity. Mm, a speck in the fabric of eternity, because <laughs> that's how he says this. <laughs> And I also like Soul Sick Nation. Soul Sick Nation is a banger. I think it's, is it Coerced Evolution? The one that starts yeah. off is like... Drr, 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 drr. Yeah, that's an absolute a bop. Um, I actually find that the best songs are the more groovy, slower ones, the yeah. less technical ones. I would agree. And I, I, I think it might be in Coerced Evolution that the solo in it is fucking mint. Guitar solo. I can't remember. remember. Oh, I can't remember. Fucking awesome. The production. Production. Love it. Good, yeah. Love Good. it. I love it. It's, it's um it's, I I love the the sort of um hollowy sounding on the vocals. Mm. Like his voice is great, by the way. Yeah. His voice is fine. I love his low scream. I also like the sound of the drums, which I don't think you did. Uh it's got a real the, this this album is very similar both stylistically and production-wise, to the album before it. And like I said, I loved the album before it. Um, but I didn't love the album before it because of the production. There's something quite wooden about the production. It doesn't sound... Um, very natural. N- n- no, not natural. It doesn't sound very lively to me. You know See, what I mean? I really like it. I think it's... Um, I think it's what I expected it to sound like. Yeah. Um, and that's why I liked it because again, I'm not somebody who's, what, who's, what I do like about it is that it, it, I think it does sound quite natural. Whereas, um, 
I mean, there's nothing's out of place. It's a technical death metal album, you know what I mean? Every note has to be perfect. But it sounds more organic mm. than a lot of other technical death metal albums. They're, they're all edited to fuck and squeaky clean, aren't they? Which, this doesn't seem as much no, that way. No, when you take into account, what, people like yeah. The Faceless and things like that? Yeah. Very pinpointing yeah, to yeah. the uh, exact, whereas this, I understand what you mean, giving it yeah. a bit more of a, an authenticity. Yeah, I think it's, uh, and there's some great songs here, great Very riffs, good songs. Really groovy, if you like your technical death metal with yeah. a bit of groove in there. Um, 43 minutes. 43 minutes. It's about as long as it needs yeah, to be. Yeah, it's about as long, yeah. It's about as long as it needs to be. Um, as I said, it's very similar to the album before. It doesn't do anything new. And I dare say that I think that the songs on the last album were slightly better. Ooh, I, 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 I might need them. to go and listen to that. I remember those those songs more than this one, I would have said. But whether that's just because I've spent more time with it, I don't know. Uh, I just want to also say, if um, you listen to Soul Signation, um, they've basically stolen a riff from At The Gates. Have they? Yeah. Which one's that? Uh, if it's you're not Suicide Nation, is it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, if you like, it was the... New or old at the gates? No, old at the gates. Old it was... So uh, off uh, Slaughter of the Soul. It was Slaughter of the Soul. Uh, there's a riff on that album. I can't tell you because I can't get it off the top of my head. Oh, yeah, I want to hear it. I want to hear. <laughs> oh, is it not the first? Is it not the first no. riff? Oh, no. Could be here a while. There. Stop it. Fucking, I can't even think of what you're talking about. Where's what? What song? Neither can I right now. But if you're an the Gates fan and you like Slaughter of the Soul, there is a riff on that album that is 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 just a direct as a direct rip. I'm not having it. It is. <laughs> Rating Daniel? Rating. Um, I would like to give it more, but I think I'm going to give it a 7.5. Mm. I'm going to give it an 8. Wow. I'm going to give it an I 8 because. I believe you just outranked me on a technical death metal. Because album. it's. Maybe because you've listened to so much technical death metal, and for me, it's quite fresh. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So I really like this album. And by the way, it's the a solid album, album cover yeah. is awesome. Great. Great looking uh, album cover. Not Dan Seabrook. Uh, pa Olufsen, I think, does mm. the artwork for... No idea. He did a lot of technical death metal. I mean, don't quote me. I'm just assuming it looks like a Pa Olufsen uh, album artwork. He does a lot of technical death metal. It's really good. It's always very colourful. Yeah. It's always it's a colour thing. Lovely blue and purple. It's, it's always great, like... Great looking. There's always normally one colour that runs through the whole yeah. artwork in... You know. Anyway... Yeah, so that was that. That's I think it. that's everything in episode one. Yeah, episode one. Check Ooh. out. We've got a couple of episodes all ready to go yeah. in episode two and three. Yeah. So uh, we don't really know when we're gonna sh- how we're going to straddle them, do we? We don't know how, no. gonna, how far apart. If we do it all. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We might just one bomb you with loads of videos. One bomb. We will see. Tell so, us tell we'll, us anything that you're looking forward to, anything that you want us to review, any other ideas that you've got for our videos, give us a like, give us a subscribe, click the bell click on the bell, YouTube. Click the bell. Um, and anything else, if, if you're not listening on uh, YouTube and you're listening on like Spotify or anything like that, I think you can like like the videos mm-hmm. or some rubbish like that. Yeah. So, so thank you very much uh, and we will see you on the flip side. All right.